Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if any of the stories today are of interest to you and you want to read them for yourself, just go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org. Let's jump in with our first story of the week. Is sharing caring with PrEP? Paz Magazine reported that about 10% of sexual minority men who take PrEP for HIV prevention share their medication with others, according to a 2018 survey. The statistic is concerning given that it's really important that, first of all, PrEP be taken regularly, although, you know, there are um, certain studies that support using it for, you know, vacation or just over the weekend, but really the most effective way is to make sure that someone is taking it every day. And the other thing is, is of course, medical supervision, that you should be getting tested regularly, you should be having, you know, blood work done, um, and basically be under, you know, a doctor's care while you're taking PrEP and not just grabbing it from a friend. The study also found that men in their 30s were much more likely to use PrEP than those in their 40s and above, which is also interesting um, just to think about kind of the age difference there. And, you know, maybe this this kind of newer form of HIV prevention is catching on more among a younger crowd than among people who are more used to, you know, having used condoms as their main source of prevention for decades. Next up. Sending Food and Love to LGBT Seniors WMFE reported that the LGBT Plus Center of Orlando is expanding its services for LGBT older adults thanks to a grant it recently received. The center has been conducting phone outreach to older adults during the pandemic, which includes free mental health services from professionals, which I thought was really cool, as well as working with the Salvation Army to send them boxes of food. Now, if you are looking to get involved in your local LGBT center or to see what services that they may have to be able to offer you, I always encourage people to visit Centerlink's interactive directory, which is at lgbtcenters.org slash lgbtcenters. Um, There's really a lot of great stuff happening during the pandemic as we've been trying to cover here on the podcast, and I'm sure that there are stories like this at every local LGBT center around the country. Next up, sex beyond stereotypes. A study led by Benjamin Parcham found that among sexual minority Latino men in New York, pleasure rather than masculine stereotypes or power dynamics played a more important role in determining one's sexual positions or whether one participated in penetrative sex at all. So in other words, a lot of the kind of stereotypical things that we think might motivate people for how they're engaging in sexual relationships with others aren't really the driving factors, at least not here in this study. The results could have implication for sexual health interventions, which of course are, you know, trying to change people's behavior so that they can adapt um, safer sex practices, but which often aren't considering people's motivations, especially something um, like pleasure and, and what people actually enjoy doing. And our next story, conversion therapies impact on aging. A study led by Stephen Meanley of older sexual minority men found that 15% had experienced so-called conversion therapy at some point in their lives. Those that had experienced conversion therapy had about two to two and a half times the likelihood of having at least one psychosocial condition compared to other men who hadn't had that experience. Researchers say that experiences of conversion therapy could thus complicate healthy aging. 
I thought that this study was really interesting because we often think about conversion therapy as an issue mostly impacting youth. And of course, I do think that that's where those cases, you know, where, where it's more likely to occur is during one's youth, because that tends to be the phase where people think that, you know, they could somehow change this. It's, you know, when puberty is going on, when people are discovering their sexual orientation oftentimes. But we don't often think about the fact that that's going to have implications throughout someone's entire life. And as we have a growing number of LGBT older adults, we have to think about how this type of, um, you know, of occurrence of trauma is going to play into their health uh, later on as well. Next up, California tackles health inequities. The state of California announced that it has signed into law a package of new legislation aimed at addressing inequities faced by LGBT individuals. One bill will increase data collection regarding LGBT health, while a second will ensure that trans people are appropriately housed in prisons. Finally, a third is going to establish a transgender wellness and equity fund. So great to see some, you know, proactive steps being taken. We've covered a lot on the podcast around the lack of um, stuff being done to help LGBT people during the pandemic and um, to count us in, in data and all of that. So um, it's great to see California going a step beyond just kind of responding to the immediate emergencies and really looking at long term, how can we support the health and well-being and equity of LGBT folks? And finally for this week, talk covers health centers history. Northwestern University hosted a talk by Dr. Kenneth Meyer on the evolution of Femway Health's model for delivering care to the LGBT community in Boston. The talk focused on how Femway balanced its role as a healthcare provider for the community while also engaging in academic research. Really interesting to see how the history of somewhere as well known as Femway Health, which has been, you know, a real um, example for others providing LGBT healthcare, how that all came about. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the LGBT Wellness Roundup as we traveled um, unplanned uh, travel from Florida over to California and back to the East Coast to Boston. I'm covering lots of, of good and interesting stories. Again, if you want to check out any of those for yourself, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you will find a written roundup uh, with all of the links. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast if you're not already and tune in next week for another edition.